We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good job so far on the Browns wide receiver. And there is a safety, Tremaine Edmonds. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. So the Bears were busy, busy in free agency yesterday, and they got themselves a new linebacking core, and Tremaine Edmonds would be the key player, a four-year, $72 million deal that includes $50 million in guarantee. He's a foundational piece, no doubt about it. He's a guy that they want to build their defense around, and you follow – the pattern or the connections, and he played in Buffalo. We just heard the highlight. Thank you. And played for Leslie Frazier in that defense. Yep. Alan Williams coached for Leslie Frazier. They're both disciples of this that scheme, the 43 cover two, Tampa two, if you will, scheme. And Tremaine Edmonds will fit in at outside linebacker, the weak side, I believe, because T.J. Edwards will be the middle. And yep. so Edmonds gives you athleticism. He gives you – the body type that we think Matt Eberflus favors at that spot. And he doesn't have the numbers for a lot of the disruptive plays, the forced fumbles. I think he only has two in his career. But he has been highly productive in terms of making tackles. He's a tackle machine. And he's 24 years old. So That's the best you, part. You will get him for his age 25 season. Um, you know, you mentioned T.J. Edwards. Obviously, he's from Villa Park. He signed a three-year deal worth – Nineteen point five million, including twelve million guaranteed. He is twenty six years old, and uh, and he um, he made a ton of tackles, uh, the most in franchise history for the Eagles, one hundred and fifty nine last season. So both these guys are, uh, are are very productive linebackers, and you combine that money, and basically. You got uh, Roquan Smith plus a second-round pick. And you always ask the question about why are these players available. Mm-hmm. I think in the in the case of T.J. Edwards, he was on a defense that was losing several starters to free agency. So a lot of those guys were out of contract, and they had to make some choices. They couldn't keep everyone. That's what happens when you win. They're, they were the best team in the NFC. That was a historically good defense in Philadelphia, and he was at the center of it. So he comes in. And he's much different, and I think it's interesting to see the contrast. Tremaine Edmonds is all athleticism and explosiveness, and you see the body type, and you you understand where he was drafted, 16th overall, and in the first round of the 2018 draft. Whereas T.J. Edwards, undrafted, went to Wisconsin, try-hard guy, local guy made good, very similar profile to Jack Sanborn, who might be 
starting alongside him. So right now, if you're going into mini camp, training camp, whatever the case may be, it looks like it's T.J. Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, and Jack Sanborn as your starting linebackers. And the Bears uh, also signed the former Titans guard Nate Davis to a three-year, $30 million deal with $19 million guaranteed. And uh, while we were all asleep, they added uh, uh, Demarcus Walker. He had a uh, a breakout seven-sack season. He gets $14 million over two years. So, yeah, somebody at Hallis Hall paid a lot of attention to the Tennessee Titans this year and <laughs> maybe likes Nashville, maybe both. Uh, easy to understand that. Nate Davis, career right guard. Uh, he comes to the Bears. You wonder what they have in mind, as Brad Biggs pointed out correctly. Most, a lot of teams, when they have their most athletic guard, they put them on the left side. I don't know if the Bears would work that way. There are some openings. On that offensive line, as we know, Matt Eberflew saying at the Combine, all five jobs were open. I'm not sure where he fits, but he does fit. He will be a starter. It's just a matter of where and who else he'll be starting alongside. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they line it up and whom else they add because there are more additions on the way. Well, that's that's a big thing because when you look at the defensive line, Demarcus Walker, sure, he had a seven-sack breakout season for him, mm-hmm. but he – Ideally, we'll be replacing Al-Kadim Muhammad, who didn't have a great year as expected. But you still need guys in the middle. You still need um, the defensive tackle, the three technique. You still need a nose, a nose tackle, as Brad Biggs pointed out. And we still don't know what the plan is there. So th- this, is, this is the way you feel the first day of free agency. You're, you're thrilled with all the activity. You want to make sure right. that it really leads to accomplishment. I still think they have needs to address. There's That's not exactly inconsistent with anybody that's paying attention to this roster. They still need an offensive tackle, and they still need a defensive tackle, and they're, they're top priorities. Yeah, and I mean, while you're at it, draft a couple pass rushers too. I don't think there's anything wrong with adding as many defensive linemen as humanly possible before all is said and done, and, and go ahead and get another offensive lineman in the draft. Hopefully not. You're not waiting until then to address that tackle position, but whatever it takes, do it. Well, if you don't have a free agent offensive tackle that you're you're penciling into the starting lineup, you're going into the draft in in a need position. It's yeah, very needy, much needier than you would ideally want to be, and that to me it. it it does maybe narrow your focus at number nine. Now, you could trade out of that. I don't like that mentality. I'd like the idea of staying true to the best player available. Sorry, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. But I think that at nine, you want to take the guy at the top of your board. If you go into the draft and you don't have anybody proven at, at tackle, you're more likely to be inclined to lean that way, to take a tackle offensively. Maybe it's the right move. I don't know. But you'd, you'd like to not be in that desperate situation. 312-644-6767. Gus is in Romeoville. Hey, Gus. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, I, I'm concerned about one thing that very few people are thinking about. No matter what players you have, you got to be able to develop that talent. And the medical staff is very important. you got to get very, very good reports from these doctors and and trainers as to the stability of these players. Sure, they might be good now two or three weeks, but what about down the road? Do they have a problem? 
We don't need more surprises like the guy that we got with the back problem needed surgery. And, you know, so we, we need a very good medical staff. And I don't think they're, they're addressing that problem. What do you guys think? Well, thanks, Gus. There's no way for us to know that. Yeah. I think you're referencing Tevin Jenkins. He came uh, pre-injured. You never want to draft somebody who comes that way. Larry Ogunjobi last year they came to an agreement with. He had a knee issue that surfaced before he was able to sign. They they cut ties there, and they avoided you know what was viewed as a as a potential mistake. I don't know to what degree to I don't know what Gus is basing that that concern yeah, on. Who are you worried about, Gus? Who who among the recent signees? I you know I think one of the things that you're doing here, if you're not paying attention, is they're signing guys that uh, that are fairly young. So you would think that that youth would be sort of uh, something to take advantage of. If you've got a guy, even if a guy's played five years in the league, and he's only 24 years old right now, come on, you got to feel good about that. I, I don't know if Gus was referencing Orlando Brown Jr. He has had some injury issues. Maybe that is – uh, kind of got his. Did I miss up. that signing? Because that would have. Well, really I, I been think in terms of considering whether to pursue him or invest that much money in him, maybe that's what he's referencing. I'm not sure, but you know, Orlando Brown Jr. still out there. We'll find out what he, uh, what his market be- becomes because financially, it's projected to be you know north of a hundred million dollars. Will he sign a contract that is more than a hundred million dollars? based on his injury history, based on what Dave Wanstead reinforced was some inconsistency last year that may concern some teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he doesn't, then get a short-term deal and and take advantage of that. I think it's a risk worth taking for a team like the Bears. Again, everything is about the alternative. And right now, your alternative is not better than somebody who might be a highly maligned former Pro Bowl offensive tackle. I got to tell you, I I like what they're doing. I just am a little confused that they're not building this team closer to the ball out. And I, I think that's the only pause that I have. I mean, I think it's great that they have uh, a couple linebackers and, and productive ones, and, and that's wonderful. Um, but I, I don't understand why just one defensive lineman, why uh, one guard. I just thought – that they would try to kind of add more to those two areas and 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 then they could complement it in the draft. I'm just surprised. I, I, I think I'm we're not both mad. I'm just no, surprised. No, I know. I think we, we need to reserve judgment. It's kind of incomplete and we know right. that we'll look at it at the you know when at the end of free agency to see exactly where they stand going into the draft. Right now we're 24 hours in. Uh they I don't want to say missed out on the tackle that they were involved with in Mike McGlinchey. You can make the argument they that were they, outbid. They were outbid, or maybe few people who want to rationalize say the Broncos overpaid. Somewhere in between, the Either Bears way. didn't get them. Bottom yeah, line, that's it. And they didn't get Jermont, uh, jo- uh Jones from the Seahawks either. Oh, right, the, right. the tackle that signed late right. last night. I thought that was a guy that might be, you know, on the Bears' radar. We don't know to the extent to which they were involved, but both those guys, you could have understood the Bears pursuing both those guys with other teams. And listen, as you say, you know, there's a lot of time left, but it's just that the, the frontline players are – there's a lot of guys gone. There, there are players that are moving off the board that would have looked good here, one of whom they were pursuing and then were outbid for in McGlinchey. So it's a little 
I don't know. Doesn't it give you a little bit of pause? Are you worried that maybe they're they're trying to be uh, too tight with uh, with their expenditures? Maybe they're trying to fit too many. Players I'm not worried into yet. A, I'm okay. not worried yet. But, but here's the way I feel. I feel like you know sometimes when you're flying somewhere and you know you have you got to wait really long in line to mm-hmm. check your bags and then you get a little bit hassled and maybe you get somebody it's a little bit of you're you're running behind schedule and you feel a little bit tense when you get onto the plane and then things might not you might be sitting in the uh, uh, before you get to the runway you might be sitting there a little bit longer than you want and you get have that anxiety that ends up going away because you have an on time departure the flight is smooth and you land and everything goes well. Well, the anxiety was misplaced. I don't want to have, right now, if you have anxiety over the first day of free agency because they didn't address their most pressing needs, I get it. I probably share it. But I don't know that in the end we're all going to feel it because it could end up fine if they can land the plane. We have a lot of people checking in. It's the first day. Relax. Someone give Molly a Xanax. Uh, I think – Polls never intended to spend every cap dollar. I don't think we've ever said that he did. Uh, I just thought that they were going after a tackle, and that was going to be the first player signed. And instead, yeah, they didn't. We're getting a lot of pushback on the text line. I think people are confusing objectivity with criticism. I I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking about where they're at (laughs) and what they need to fill out. Before they get to the draft, that's all. Relax. Before we get to the phone lines, I, I have I a think question. You should take a Xanax. Okay, thanks. Not good. <laughs> oh, text. I thought you were telling me to. No, you're okay. Look, I'm very curious about the position that doesn't matter as much, but I think we all. I want to know what they're going to do at running back. I really am curious about yeah, that position moving forward one. because if they let David Montgomery go, I don't know. If it's going to be the end of the world. He's a good, solid. Uh, is bear. he even being pursued? Could, I don't even know. Could you double back and get him because that position? I didn't see any uh, running back sign. Did I, you? That's telling. No, yeah. I don't. I don't right. think I saw anybody. Maybe a second tier guy, but it, nobody who is who was signed to be the primary option in the running game. And I don't know what that says, except for around the league, that is not viewed anymore as a premium position. So, what are the Bears going to do at a very important position still? Are they going to go away from David Montgomery in the free agent market? Are they going to draft somebody in the middle rounds because it's just a plug-and-play? That's a lot of trust to place in Khalil Herbert. Let's try Chris. Chris is in Moline. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say uh, about Mike McGlinchey, I'm glad we missed out on him because I think uh, Denver paid way too much for him and they gave him too many years because he has a history of medical issues, if you go back and look. So I'm okay with that. And then as far as uh, David Montgomery, we've got to re-sign Dave. He's, he's part of this, this whole thing. So I'm, I'm hoping they let him, like, see what, the, what he can get out there and, and see if it's what – I don't want to overpay for him, but I want him back. Because if you go back and look at his all-22 – on a lot of games, that man does not quit. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks, Chris, and uh, congratulations on Moline winning the uh, state title. I think they won that game, if I'm not Did mistaken. they? Yeah. Look at you, Mr. IHSA. Yeah, they beat uh, Downers Grove North, was it, Dustin? Dustin's favorite school. They, they <laughs> Downers Grove North, I got to tell you, 
That was so cool. They couldn't hit a shot. <laughs> but they had, but they had these jerseys. They had these jerseys that just said DGN on them. It looked like from the 1930 jerseys looked so old fashioned. I loved it. I just thought it was hilarious. They're not quite my Packers, but they're more like my Vikings. Okay, I thought you. I thought Glenbard West would be the Packers. Glenbard West would be the ah. Packers. That's who you. Which is the Jeremy Sample story? That's Downers North. Okay, I thought that was Downers. But the year North. the year I graduated high school, Downers North won the state championship with Jeremy Sample playing running back and middle linebacker. He ends up getting a full ride to play inside linebacker under Bob Davy at Notre Dame. Yep, I remember. So him. can you imagine like a guy that I like I I went head to head with him nonstop. Like he played middle, I played guard. I played middle, he played running back. We wrestled one fifty five and one sixty two, and. Like, so my whole life, basically, so, after sophomore year, the guy was kicking my teeth in, and now he ends up playing middle linebacker for my favorite college football team. So he was living your life. He was living your <laughs> life. Also, I believe a state champion hurdler. The kid was just an unbelievable athlete. By the way, speaking of tweaking you and Notre yeah. Dame. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did you see? How about Tommy Reese becoming the highest paid assistant coach in college football? Did you see that? How, I did. I put it on the rundown. I was wondering if you guys were going to get to it. How wrong could you have been about him? Well, you were, you were wrong, dead wrong. No, dead no. wrong about Tommy Reese. Tommy Give Reese the looks man like he's credit. playing Madden all the time when he's up Give in that press box. Give the man box. some oh, credit. Yeah. Let's see what yeah. happens. Number one, much maligned quarterback, underrated at at Notre Dame, had a career mm-hmm. that left a legacy. Number two, very good assistant coach. And he, how do yeah. you know that? Nick Saban says so. Yeah, who do you trust? You got to trust Nick Saban. Is it Dustin's evaluation of a guy or Nick Saban? Ask Saban's? Notre Dame fans their opinion of, of him. No, okay? I don't think I anybody's, anybody's crying yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. or I, borrowing I, any Kleenex from David. Okay, the oh, soft one with the aloe oh, in it. Look at you. Remember, he—that's the kind <laughs> David uses. He's bougie. I do, I do He's bougie aloe. like that. Yeah, he needs lotion uh, in his in his I, tissue. I'm, I'm you know, Mitch. Uh, the, the Odyssey asked us to fill out a survey about the working conditions yeah, here, and yeah. uh, it was me that put down that the uh, the Kleenex that's not provided, if yeah. it was provided, should have a little lotion in it. For yeah, my I, it was notes. me that put down harassment by the coworkers. Leave me alone, Dustin. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, a lot of people want to check in. We're gonna get to your calls next. Bad blood. What the hell happened between the two of you? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to work all this out. Okay. We're going to work during the break. We're going to come to Give me a Kleenex. Some, Make yeah. sure there's lotion on it. We'll, we'll have Saban call in and calm down, <laughs> Dustin. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. By the way, you left your blankie in here, so I get this during the break, okay? Um, <laughs> Kleenex is on sale at yeah. Jewel. I bet you like the ones with lotion in it. I look at the Bears right now, and I'm thinking – Trayvon Jenkins, yeah. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That's uh, Bear Man Joe, and guess what? He's back. Let's get to the phone lines, 312-644-6767. Hey, Bear Man Joe, how are you? Well, hello, fellas, because uh, I, I'm one of those weirdos that wakes up at 5 a.m. and... What do you think I listen to at 5 a.m.? Because I love I love you guys. Uh, all right, here's here's today's thought. Uh, we have receivers now, okay, Mooney and DJ, but we we need to solidify. The offensive line, I just want to know, like, uh, is there somebody out there that you guys like? Um, 
Well, you know, I mean, listen, you know, we tend to like a lot of different players. I, I would say, I don't know if uh, if you're aware of Orlando Brown Jr. He's a, a Pro Bowl uh, left tackle who, you know, we've been told apparently uh, had a bad year and people don't think of him the same way, but he um, is available. I don't know how much money it would cost, probably more than uh, – than Mike McClinchy signed for, but he's a pretty accomplished player, and he is listed as the only um, above-average starter, according to yeah, Brandon beer man. Horn. If you've been listening since five, you yeah. know that we think that the Bears would be wise to pursue Orlando Brown Jr., make a decision based on cost, investment, availability, his interest level. Uh, there's also. Caleb McGarry out there still as a veteran offensive tackle option. Uh, there's a big probably drop-off between the two in terms of production and certainly uh, their, their football resumes. But our contention is that even though they may not be the perfect player that you're paying for and you risk overpaying in free agency, what's your alternative? What's your plan? You don't want to ideally go into the draft in such a needy position at such an important position. And so if they don't get the offensive tackle position addressed during free agency, might be a little disappointed. Let's try Willie. He's on the north side. Hey, Willie. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. I don't want to, don't want to underestimate the player's desire for wins. Polls mm-hmm. may have made a massive offer to a couple of these players, but some of these players may have chosen – to go these other places like San Francisco or Denver where they have a better chance at making the playoffs. And then there are the other options of their families where their families want to be. We're, we're making it sound like Pose didn't do enough. He could have gone a little bit more, could have added a little bit more. He may have, and the players may simply have chosen to be someplace else like San Francisco. And so we can't forget that piece that they may choose not to be here. Yeah, I, I mean, and I understand that, you know, maybe you want to be in a winning situation. Maybe you've been recruited by, you know, a, a head coach you have a lot of respect for. Maybe you didn't get the same amount of money. I mean, for the most part, there are exceptions, but money talks in free agency. Well, that pretty much typically it, it talks the loudest in most cases. Willie, that's a really good call. You never quite know what motivates somebody to pick one city, one franchise over another. It could be the desire to win. It could be just geography or family reasons. Yeah, you can't discount those things. I just think that based on our experiences, based on most people's experiences in pro sports, money talks. And it's it determines where guys make decisions to play. Matt is in Algonquin. Hey, Matt. Hey, hey guys. I uh, contrary to someone else that just called in, I actually don't want the Bears to pursue Montgomery, and I got a couple reasons for it. Okay. The first being, I think there's there's actually a lot of worry when you sign a running back to his second contract on a multi-year deal. You know, top of my head, I think of like Todd Gurley and even Tariq Cohen here locally, but. And I think you got Herbert, who just led the league in running back yard per carry by, by quite a bit. And I want to see what he can do on first and second down. But the second reason, reason is what I want the Bears to do is just to get someone like a, 
Jarek McKinnon or a Chase Edmonds who can be a good third down back and have a one-two punch with him and, and Herbert? What do you guys think? Matt, I think that's a really smart phone call. I understand the sentiment as much as I respect what David Montgomery offers in terms of a guy in your locker room and somebody who's dependable in all aspects of, of being a running back. I, I think the one thing we, when we talk about running back, and I know I brought it up, and I like Bajon Robinson. You, you wanted I, to draft him well, at nine. I, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't ruled that out, Molly. All right. I, I haven't ruled that out. I want to leave that as a possibility. Let's wait and see. And hold me to that, please. I know you will. But I also think that <laughs> I, I, no, I'm just saying. I, I brought it up. I don't be. Yeah, a I'm not against it. The I'm... other thing that I think I overlooked there, and I think people need to remember, the Bears' best running back plays quarterback, and he's a threat in the running game. And so I don't want to say that lessens the need to have a bell cow running back or a guy that's going to be that game breaker. You you could always use more of them, but you're not exactly deficient in the running game if you don't get one of them because you have Justin Fields, who is a threat to break one once he hits daylight every single down. Okay, so we'll get into this, but the the reality is when you start talking about rookie running backs, there's really a question about whether or not you can get any kind of protection for the quarterback out of that. I mean, it, and, and the one thing that Montgomery did – for the bear, well, he did a lot of things, but he was also pretty good in protection, vis-a-vis Khalil Herbert, right? Yeah, right. So that's something to consider as well. And I, you know, Bijan Robinson is a different level running back than either of those guys, and I don't want to throw him in. With he's a that home run group. hitter. He's he's an yeah. amazing player. But you're talking about third athlete. down, second I'm long, picking up the blitz, that yes, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it's important. A, it's a really good point. Yeah, because you need somebody you can trust, especially when you have a quarterback. Uh, who who historically doesn't hasn't had an offensive line protecting him. And, and if DJ Moore is going to be sort of a poor man's uh, 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 Debo Samuel, you know that's another running threat and the running threat from the quarterback. Good point. And you, you know, Valus Jones, Valus Jones, sweep guy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, gadget guy, kind of a yeah, yeah. mediocre gadget guy. Okay, is that fair or unfair? Well, I, I mean, a gadget guy. The gadget needs some. He needs you know, the, the gadget upgrades. needs to catch a punt. Yeah, maybe that, <laughs> that's his primary role. If you're the fourth or fifth receiver, as he is now on yeah. this team, you're a special teams guy. You're a special teams guy, and you better do that if job well. If you're a return man that can't catch a punt, you got an issue. Where was he drafted again? Uh, third round. Third round. Okay, so when people was talk about all round? these draft yes. picks, we need to never. It was a third round. Yeah, they was, didn't have a first rounder. They took two. Uh, Defensive backs. It was a rhetorical they... question. I knew oh. the answer, but I was asking it because I thought that it was making the point. You, I thought you... you were rolling your eyes at me. No, I don't do that. Usually, I I don't you do that. You leave that to Dustin. Yeah, I leave that to Dustin. Let him do all that stuff. He literally turned his back to me as I made that. Well, point. at least he didn't insult you on the air. Yeah. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> he waits till we have a meeting and then he tries to set me off. <laughs> So I look bad in front of the boss. That's his little maneuver with me. Let's try John. He's in Chicago. Hey, John. Good morning, gentlemen. First, I want to thank Dave for uh, setting me straight a couple weeks ago when I called and was ambitious about multiple tradebacks. Um, and now it's kind of grounded me to realistically look at what the Bears are doing. Um, I'll be honest. I, I'm reading a lot of people thinking that the Bears can solve all their issues in one offseason. No. And I'm kind of glad that they're not overspending because I really see this being a two-year rebuild. Two more drafts and one more free agency. Then you're going to see a Bears, at least a sustainable 10-win team. 
I don't, I'm so glad they're not overspending on, on, on players right now. Talk to you guys later. John, thanks for the phone call okay. and, and for the acknowledgement. Here, here's the one thing I would say about that. I, I don't disagree with it. It is going to be – Set them straight again. At least two years. I'm not setting them straight. I'm not setting them straight. I'm just adding this to his intelligent thoughts. You want it to be – you want to be realistic about it. So it is maybe a couple of years. But I think when, when you're talking about delaying the development of one side of the ball, I would choose defense rather than offense. I would choose neglecting the defensive tackle over the offensive line. If you're going to overpay or overspend – do it in the name of protecting Justin Fields because next year, even though you may want to make this a two-year project, is a big one for Justin Fields. I really believe that because anybody that's looking at this trade and how it is structured understands, as Dave Wanstead alluded to and we've talked about, it gives the Bears draft capital next year so if things don't go well for the quarterback, they have options. That's why making sure the quarterback succeeds remains priority one. We got a texter who's mad at us because we're not we're we're talking about football too much. It's the opening day of free agency yesterday. They signed four players. You got to be kidding me! You don't like football? We are football heavy. Well, we are playing the hits. I'm sorry we didn't get to Team USA. Congratulations, Lance yes. Lynn. Way to go, Good TA. To playing second base, big hit, nice triple. All right, there's playing the hits. <laughs> Let's try Jeff. Jeff uh, is listening online. Hi, Jeff. Morning, fellas. Earlier you were talking to Coach Wanstead and Jimmy Johnson, and Dave's repeated it a couple times how Johnson had such good luck uh, coming to the pros because he knew all these uh, uh, athletes, blue chip athletes that he got and he didn't get. So he, he knew how to draft them. Well, if you met the scenario, why didn't it work for Nick Saban or Herman Meyer? Well, because they made the wrong choices. I mean, they were. Yeah. Well, first of all, Urban Meyer wasn't like the workaholic that Jimmy was. Uh, secondly, Nick Saban, I, I think at that point in his career, that was after LSU, right? Um, I'm not sure that, that he had the same information. He was not fly. He won a title, but he wasn't but, flying like though. Jimmy was with Miami. And, and hold on. It's a, it's, a, it's a good phone call. It's a fair question. Recruiting for college and evaluating draft prospects for the NFL are two different things. Oh, absolutely. They're absolutely different things. Nick Saban is a first-class, all-time great recruiter. He goes to programs, and he is the most organized, detail-oriented head coach you're ever going to find. He demands excellence, and he gets it. And he knows how to recruit, and he structures things in that program, and it's unparalleled in America. That's college, okay? What Jimmy Johnson must make, makes his rise and his success so remarkable is he was able to do both. He had the college program established. He went to the NFL, and he was a talent evaluator unlike any other. So He also has a genius IQ. I mean, I don't know if that matters or it not. It does matter. It, but I think it's got to matter. Yeah, I think he can retain a lot of information and have, has a – He's a different cat. He's a really bright dude. But you know what I'm saying? Is that you're asking why, why Nick Saban you. and Urban Meyer weren't able to do what Jimmy Johnson did and succeed at both I, levels. I think Urban probably didn't work as hard as he should have down in uh, Jacksonville. But I don't know. I, and Urban had been out of the game for a little bit. I think Urban Jimmy went from recruiting I, every player in the country to bringing every player in the country. I think Dallas. Urban misread the room in I the agree. NFL, and he thought what worked in Columbus would work in Jacksonville, right. and how terribly wrong he was proven to be. 
and it's just not easy. It's a different game, and it's different evaluating 18-year-olds and seeing what they're capable of in the next four years and free agents and draft picks and, I think, running an NFL team the way that Jimmy Johnson ran it and making those kind of evaluations. So, fair question, but I think there's a big difference. Shad's on the south side. Hey, Shad. My guys, Mully, oh, I'm your conscience. But this morning, Mully, I'm going to talk to you first, my bro. I know you, you're feeling a little worked up. Let me say this. About the run game, they still got assets. And I know you touched yeah. on Justin Fields being the best running back in the building. Think about this as a hypothetical. This is my THC take. What if they went and got Derrick Henry to take all those bruising power runs off options and allow mm. Justin Fields to start throwing to his tools that he now has? Here's the transition to Luke Getzi's offensive scheme that we haven't seen because they are not done. I'm going to tell you, Dave, relax, my man. Ryan Poles is not setting the market. He told you with uh, Roquan Smith. He got two guys with double the production for the same dollar. Now you look at the front seven. He's got a ton of options. He's going to let all the overspenditures with DeMontre from Denver go overpay. You don't want to do it. Uh, Payne, complete overpay. That's one guy. You can get an entire defensive line with the back half of the draft. So here's the concept. If they're looking to do this in terms of building through the draft, don't look at him setting the market. Don't have that expectation for the Bears to go out and pursue Orlando Brown. When if they're telling you the kid that they got last year started every game and he's good enough and Tom Thayer said he could be great, let's see year two if that's possible. But let's bring in something that's legitimate enough as a fallback plan if he's not that, okay? The guard they got, got to say right now, might be the best pass protection uh, piece that they have. So Cody Whitehair's gone. After that, let's just enjoy the rest of this expenditure on the front seven, guys. And if we get Derrick Henry, you get my point with the Abuse being taken off of Justin Fields' back. Be good, guys. All right, buddy. thanks, Sean. Yeah. yeah, I feel better now. I feel more relaxed. Yeah. Well, kind of more mellow him. about looking at this bear situation now. We have a texter saying Molly needs to relax. Oh. Chill out for a <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, rock and roll. Hey, rock I'm and roll. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good call. I I believe that he makes some good points, and and we'll uh, we'll see what happens today. I don't think we'll come in tomorrow. I, and, and it'll be that markedly different. The Bears aren't going to set the market for Orlando Brown Jr. That's fair enough. Steve, uh, it, I'm sorry. No, go. let's go to Steve. Steve is in Gray's Lake. Hey, Steve. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, you know what? i, I got to be honest. I am really excited at the moves that Ryan Poles has made so far. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, linebacker was a glaring need, and they addressed that. Um, wide receiver was a glaring need. And to some extent, they've addressed that. Uh, I think that the draft is really starting to take shape where I, I see them really focusing heavily on the offensive and defensive lines. And, and I, I'm, I'm really pleased with that. I, I think that's a good place to be. Okay. I hope you're right. Yeah. Because that would be consistent with what we've been saying since the season ended, that in rebuilding this Bears team to sustain success, you start from the ball on out. And if they can do that to free agency to some degree, terrific. If they can focus on that at the draft, even better. But that's got to be a point of emphasis at some point. Yesterday, the emphasis was on the linebacking core. And right now, it looks dynamic. But it, you got you to get some people and players in front of them too. Yeah, and I, and I don't know how this started, but what? why is everybody concerned about 
their salary cap and how much money. They got a ton of money. They, you don't have to worry about their money. They got tons of money. But you know what? They got to get rid of Cody Whitehair because he's got a cap hit. That's I mean, not exactly true. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. I understand why people would c- jump to that conclusion because teams do that. But why would you get rid of somebody who has been a good bear, can still play, and isn't that expensive? Replace him before you. Yeah. How about bump that? Okay. Who, why would you be in a rush to get rid of a veteran offensive lineman when you don't have, oh, I don't know, veteran offensive lineman? <laughs> oh, I'm settling down. I need to oh, boy. breathe. It's, yeah. Namaste. Okay. We'll be, uh, we'll be back with Dan and Lawrence, and we'll do that next. Mully and Hall on the score. Question. You should take a Xanax. Okay, thanks. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.